Last week, we had two girl groups, one Spice Girl, four Rupee Badge winners, and zero queens sashaying away. This week, we've got two shit commercials, a lot of Aggie feelings, and Charity Goes Home. <laughs> Aggie feelings. <laughs> Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race UK Season 3, Episode 5, Drag Alexa. Uh-oh. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And you might know us from our award-winning, not really, podcast, You're Welcome America, where in every episode we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. And for the next six weeks, we're going to be your hosts as we recap the third season of Drag Race UK. Okay, so in this episode for the Maxi Challenge, they create two Drag Alexa commercials, and no one wins! Everyone loses! Especially the viewers. (laughs) And on the main stage, the category is Expanny Heady, doesn't work for the UK. And the bottom two queens are Scarlet Harlot and Charity Case. It's Deja Vu. Uh, and after a lip sync to uh, one of my favorite songs, Big Spender by Shirley Bassey, Charity Case is told to sashay away. She flaps those little fairy wings off into the night. She sure did. Okay, babes. I mean, there's no mirror moment, but let's get into the aftermath. And now let's just flag at the top of this episode, right? Okay, everyone. This episode's a little tough. It's after last week's glory episode full of joy. This episode is a little bit of a downer, but we're going to get through it together. I think there's, there's moments of joy just nestled in there, like a couple of little jewels attached to Charity Case's outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so aftermath from last week, there's no mirror moment because no one went home last week, yeah. remember? So um I've just written here, Charity Case has the blues. So her main thing here is that she's, it must be so, it must be such a mindfuck and so confusing. She's come to the competition. She thinks she's serving and giving it her all, but it's just not landing. So she's kind of confused. She's yeah, she's been in the bottom, like she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. This is this is kind of definitely this episode feels like the beginning of the psychological torture of <laughs> charity and Scarlet. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is where that, yeah. that that kind of thing of doing the TV show has started to make them go insane. And the TV show is like really like turning the screws on that as well, making them crazy. Um, and also I think some um some listeners on the um I was about to say on the what on the WhatsApp. That's very UK of me, just to reference WhatsApp. We love we love some WhatsApp in the UK. On the Discord, some um some listeners have been saying that I think they had to do a bit of a crunch in terms of shoot schedule. Right. So I think they shot like two episodes in like two days or one day, I don't know. Yeah. So I th- I feel like that's all coming into play. Yeah. And then they kind of talk to Scarlett and she's like, I'm not defeated. And then she does this speech. And <laughs> I just noted that she was kind of just saying very generic things about like, I just, I'm just here to like, you know, I'm here to do it. But they kept giving her the, and they kept like flashing to like at one point they she literally says like you know i'm just i'm just really glad to still be here they flashed a river and it's like and river's face is just blank as anything i'm like all right guys we don't need the and then at this point uh it's noted that only two queens don't have badges because remember four of them got them last week so it's it's kitty and charity and i've just written here it's bananas that kitty doesn't have one and it does, I was about to say, it doesn't charity case wear banana earrings later. Symbolism. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel. I feel like they haven't made advantage. They haven't taken advantage of the fact that Kitty's called Kitty and Rue has Hey Kitty Girl. Like I feel like Rue should be saying that to her. Like every time she sees her on the main stage, Hey Kitty Girl. I think That's of it true. every time I start a new episode and I see her, it plays really loudly in my head. Hey, kitty girl. It's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and my, my final note for this section is just that Teresa dabs again. Yes. That's dabs. D-A-B-S. She oh. loves a dab. And Kitty says, I'm getting that badge by hook or by fucking crook. <laughs> Great, great. She's such term. a, she's such a fishwife at times, isn't she? She's a real fishwife. <laughs> Can we can we explain what a fishwife is to American listeners? Mm. Fishwife is a very derogatory term for like a very kind of loud common woman. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like Ginny Lemon really played into it last year. Yeah, Ginny Lemon like, was a real fish wife. <laughs> I think it's like you, wife, isn't it? Fisherman's wife, yeah. It's very like you, yeah. It's like you'd go to a, a small little uh, seaside village, and there'd be the the woman dealing with like all the the catch of the day and gutting the fish. Oh, uh, I you think know. It, I, I think it might be from like selling fish, right? Like she's the fisherman's wife, and she's selling the fish, so she's really loud and obnoxious trying to sell a fish to people. I think that's where the fish because- wife comes from. <laughs> Because the fisherman, he's been out fishing and then she sells the fish that the fisherman's got. Right. Got it. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) So let's get to the next day. Mm. We were in the workroom. Um, I've written here. Everyone's got a lot of energy here. They're talking so fast. I, as a British person, have no clue what anyone's saying. (laughs) And at one point, Ella mimes like, pulling a shotgun and that gets a sound effect i was like what's going on yeah there was a lot of they're basically they had like a um trying to get the last word standoff in this moment so there was a lot of like they're like producers are obviously like okay girls talk about the fact that you know kitty and, and charity don't have badges but there was a lot of like a scab and a burr and a boo and then someone else was like but no one no one was letting it end it went on and on and on yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think at some point Scarlett said she was rising like a phoenix from the ashes and she was trying to say that she was Conchita worst. And then someone talked over the top of her and then, yeah, Ella mimed shooting the phoenix out of the sky, I believe. It was, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, they, I, they definitely got their sleep that night before. Yeah. Maybe just had very strong coffees. I don't but know. I, I like at this point they mock Scarlett for waving her little white handkerchief and they start calling her, referencing her as Dido in this moment, which really made me laugh. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> because of course D- dido's white flag yeah i will go down with this ship don't yeah, sue us that- dido for that sample that i just said <laughs> and they know her here dido made it stateside with that song i think it was the roswell theme wasn't it <laughs> oh maybe i just remember dido she had that you know in the the, the stan video with eminem she had that flicked out hair didn't she no <laughs> Yeah, and, all I know is one video. It was, yeah, she had that flicked out hair that like someone had got some hair straighteners and really very slowly flicked out. That's just what I think of. I bet she's really rich. Anyway, <laughs> um, so then Rube pops in the screen. Uh, Should I do it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Now, if you want to own 51% of this company, you've got to earn it. So give us your best rich, give us your best resting pitch face. Because we're about to get all up in your business. Uh-huh. I have to say, the phrase resting pitch face, pretty good. Yeah. I think it was stole from Pitch Perfect, but I, I like it. <laughs> oh, okay. And at this point, Vanity inexplicably says, looks like I'm selling my bussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Rue pops in and uh, announces a mini challenge. RuPaul's dog race, sure. So what happens here is um, each of the gals need to pair up with their best bitch. And the way it shakes out, to use a very American phrase, no one in the UK would ever say shakes out, would they? No. Let's see how it shakes out. So here's how the coupling shakes out. It's Charisa and River, Kitty and Scarlet. No, sorry. I'm going to say that all again. Charisa and River, Kitty and Charity, Chrissy V and Scarlet, and then Ella and Vanity Milan. Yeah, because Charity disses Scarlet. We get another moment yeah. when uh, she tries to pair up with her. This is a very odd little uh, little mini challenge, <laughs> but I, I wasn't mad at it. It's kind of fun. I Do you know what? So, yeah. So the challenge is they've got an obstacle course and one needs to be the dog and the other needs to be the dog handler. The problem is Rue referenced Best in Show, a, a, a wonderful movie that most people in the UK have never heard of. Why are you not referencing crafts? Right. Like, that's what, what's, do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. the UK is all about when it comes to dog shows, crafts. I mean, yeah. I feel curious. like I haven't had the word crafts for a really long crafts. time. <laughs> so in this challenge, uh, there's an obstacle course. And as I said, they're either the dog or the doggy handler. I've, I mean, I just noted some highlights. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you got, babes? Oh, well, I've got a great, just before we get into it, there's a great Ooh. X Factor Easter egg in this moment. <gasps> So basically they reference the amazing moment between Cheryl and I believe she was called Tracy from Birmingham. Do you remember it was judges' houses and there was that weird edit that they had that became like a viral clip where Cheryl goes, are you ready? And Tracy's like, I'm ready. Are you ready though? Are you sure? I'm ready. 
when he said that with determination. And it was this like, someone had made like a loop of it where it was just Cheryl asking her if she's ready and her saying she's ready. And it looped for like an hour. And I, I think Kitty, <laughs> Kitty and River do that run and they do it, they do it like word perfect. And I was like, I, I saw the two of them. I was like, I see you two girls. You've got some deep, wow. deep X Factor references. It was really I good. didn't, I didn't even notice that <laughs> because I think on the, the BBC Instagram, they, they posted that, but I was like, what does this mean? Wow. Yeah. And you know, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, love my X Factor deep cuts. Yeah. Ablisa. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, okay. So my highlights for this were. I've just written in all caps, Teresa. She's in all black with sunglasses and she's just, she is a dream. <laughs> yeah, she's like a, she kind of looks like a Cruella Deville meets kind of olive oil from Popeye <laughs> kind of dog handler look, which is not the references you'd think about, but I liked it. Yeah, she was funny. We've also got, um, Crystal, aka Chrissy V. Um, now she, really looks she's gone very Essex and she looks exactly like charity shop Sue and someone says oh looks like Chrissy's good needs to see the manager so I think we've referenced charity shop Sue before and I believe she's going to make an appearance at some point in yeah, the season coming. I thought this so is a great, a great reference point though and actually a really good character for Chrissy V she was really I thought she was really funny in this mini challenge like really funny I, she was the funniest I, I do as well because I feel like she was actually showing range because normally show she's so sleek and now she's at this kind of complete trash. She's normally very sleek and like elegant and it just looks cool and good. Whereas this, she's very sleek, but it's also shit. Yes. <laughs> and she was chewing gum the whole time, which I really liked. She was just, she, I thought she, this was like a real, I felt bad for her that this wasn't a like a maxi moment for yeah. her, you know? Maxi uh, moment. Kitty's tits fall out. Yeah. I wrote down, Kitty has wiggly jiggly boobs. <laughs> That's pretty much my whole, all of my notes from that. Me too. I just really wanted to land on that Tracy from X Factor reference. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Chrissy V and Scarlett win. I mean, no thanks to Scarlett, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't really. Actually, you know, she did make me laugh when she dived through that hoop and just like, fully just laid on the floor on her face, but there we go. Oh, that's good. Oh my <laughs> God. Imagine how good, um, uh, oh my, I've forgotten her name already. The one with the dodgy knee. Oh, Vicky Scone. Vicky Scone. She would have been so good at this. She really would have been. Oh. Damn. Anyway, next season, uh, Maxi Challenge. What have yes. we got going on, babes? So they're going to be promoting and personalizing the new in-home assistant, Drag Lexa. So basically, each team is making an advert for it, essentially. Now, this is a real slam dunk of a challenge, but... Uh, <laughs> to use the term to keep going with that reference of slam dunk, which I believe is basketball. A lot of people dribbling and, and not making it to the, the net. Ooh, no <laughs> one got uh, <laughs> a hoop. What happens if you like, Oh, is that a slam dunk? If you jump up and you slam it, is that a slam dunk? Yeah. That's when you jump all, dunk it through the hoop. <laughs> all we know is slam dunk to funk. I pick it, it up. If yeah. you got that feeling, that's a reference to the, the boy band five. I think that song might have made it over here. I think maybe it no, did. N- no, it didn't. But they, their second song, they were, um, baby, when the lights oh, go yeah. out. So they yeah. recorded two versions of the video and one specifically for the US I market. That. I think it was in a bowling alley. Yeah. Very sleek. Yeah. Love that. So suffice to say, we could tell you a lot about specific pop music, but when it comes to shooting a, a hoop, no. <laughs> yes. So they get to pick their own teams. I'll do a really, really quick team team thing here so scarlet's team is uh, scarlet kitty Teresa, and ella and crystal's mm-hmm. team is crystal river vanity and charity vanity and charity yeah. i like that yeah so they then and, and with this challenge they need to make commercials for drag lexa that shows their char- charisma uniqueness nerve and talent and also drag lexa's features so they get to work they pull out those those pads and their pens <laughs> and they all get to work in the workroom um, at this point, we found out Teresa has a degree in advertising. Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> unexpected. <laughs> unexpected. Um, oh my God. So yeah, Cr- Chrissy V, she, cause she's the, the team captain of her team. She does that classic thing where if you're 
heading up, if you're in school and you're like heading up a group and a group project, but you have no clue what to do. And she's like, okay, um, right, everyone, here we are. Uh, where, uh, where should we start? Is any, anyone, anyone else got any ideas? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be enthusiastic, but I have nothing to How offer the situation. How about we start with uh, some ideas from people? So I'm thinking that maybe you start. <laughs> Sadly, I'm going to go around the group. I'm going to go around the group, and then and then we'll we'll end on me. We'll end on me. And Chrissy V is the one that's most fresh out of school as well, so I feel like she's really back in the back in the classroom <laughs> in that moment. Um, this is a, this is a really quick sidebar, but I just have to say I'm I'm finally going to just come out and say it. Forget Ella Viday. Forget anyone else in this competition. I'm attracted to Theresa May. Okay, it's happening. I've just I've okay. turned some kind of weird corner. I I'm really attracted to her in her interviews. I like her in the workroom with those little round glasses. She looks like an owl. I'm into her. Okay. <laughs> is it also because Rue references the fact that she has a giant <laughs> willy? Honestly, the, the big dick, I felt this before I heard that, the meaty tuck moment, but that doesn't hurt. Or does it? Oh, oh, oh what she likes. Sorry, I, I'm a little unwell today. I'm on medication. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I've just made some, some not major notes here, but Scarlett, she has like a celeb voice idea. Scarlett here is very fired up because she yeah. wants to prove herself. Um, and then Chrissy V does a whole thing to charity where charity's offering up like lots of ideas and Chrissy V's like, yeah, but is it funny? I'm not sure it's funny. <laughs> and then I, in, I've just written, I don't fully tr- trust either Chrissy V or charity no. in terms of humor. No. And there was, I, they definitely were both in the right and the wrong in that situation because Chrissy V was in the wrong because she kept just saying, is it funny? And not offering an alternative, but she was yeah. right that it wasn't funny. And, you know, yeah. again, I was on charity's side because it's like, yeah, offer something up, but also your ideas are not funny. Although I will say that Scarlett's Joan Can't, Crawford joke yeah. was funny. That, it was smart I, and funny. Okay. okay I'm going to admit something. I really don't know. And, Joan Crawford. Right. So basically it's a mummy, it's a mummy dearest. Oh, we just lost every listener. We've lost every listener ever <laughs> with me just saying yeah. that. No, look, no, it's, it's, it's look, it's I can tell you joke. everything about Cheryl Cole, but okay. <laughs> all right. It's okay. It's okay. Well, you, know, you, don't got... ha- you don't have to know everything. It's okay. Don't worry. Like, I'll, I'll explain okay. it to you because okay. there's nothing better than explaining a joke to someone. So basically <laughs> in mummy dearest, um, it's, it's Joan Crawford and she basically has this fit about wire hangers and she says no wire hangers ever so her joke on it is no wires hanging ever it's actually very clever wordplay and it's like a good joke and she says herself she's like rue loves joan crawford she'll really like that joke and i think in this moment scarlet was correct and you know again it is her fault for not pushing for it because i guess it didn't work in that perfectly crafted ad that we see later in the episode um (laughs) now speaking of rue at this point i've just written my notes rue pops in she just pops in. She loves it. She says, all right, babes. <laughs> so first up, uh, she speaks to Team Scarlet. Mm. Charity says here that she's struggling with self-confidence and she's really in her head. Um, and Rue's advice is you need to find the joy of, of the now, of this very moment. Every moment that you're in in life, just find the joy of that moment. Which I actually thought was very good advice, just in yeah. life. Yeah, and at this point, uh, Team Scarlet, they are sort of talking through their idea. And I think it's Vanity who says, okay, so you tired of doing your makeup yourself? And then Rue, <laughs> she really delivers this to the crew, like to the, the camera people and the producers. She's like, I've never done my makeup myself. <laughs> and she lasts for approximately <laughs> three days. <laughs> I believe she was back in the hotel, rolling around in her bed, laughing at that moment. And it's uh, it's funny and also a little out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, it's also not true. Like she back in the day, she of course did her makeup herself. Yeah, she's just been doing it so long now. She doesn't remember doing her own makeup, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's everything I wrote for Team Scarlet. Have you mm. got anything else? No, I, I wrote uh, Kitty's a star. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, All right, will, over to oh, what, what's it, babes? No, I just I will say at this point, uh, this is this is actually not my opinion, but I'm gonna say it and throw this person under the bus so that I can say something that's not so nice. I got a message from my mum, and she was watching uh, Drag Race UK, and she was just saying that the one thing she couldn't stand was that 
Charity Case has a terrible inflection problem with her voice where she, everything is, ends like this. And uh, she just finds it really annoying. And uh, I'm just pointing that out. I'm not saying I find it annoying. I think it's great. But I'm just saying my mum pointed that out. And I think in this walkthrough moment, there's a lot of this. And it's quite grating. Grating on my mum, not me. I think it's great. I, I, well, while, while I was watching, I did note it, but mm. then I find it really hard to remember how to do an impression of it a- afterwards when I'm talking. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Laura York, who's currently under a bus because Fraser <laughs> threw her there. Yeah, Moving send, on to Team Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> team Crystal, aka Team Chrissy V. So at this point, uh, Rue says to one of the teams, oh, the Rue Peter Badge is here. And then Kitty's sitting there like, go, go. And she says that hers is lost in the post. <laughs> I know. I wrote at this point that Kitty's a star. And I think that yeah. I actually think that she was kind of robbed in this episode. I think this should have been her winning episode. Just, we'll, we'll get to that later, but. You know, I just think she's just such a star in general. She's she's one of those queens that's got the 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 chops, as you say, to to go up with Rue for like just a chat. And she's so natural and funny. I don't even have any real points. She's just she just is like a star. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll come to it later. But when her and Scarlett are having a chin wag, that's mm. just a chat. Uh, later on, I'm like, of course, it's another episode where someone's confiding in yeah. Kitty. Yeah, you would. She's got that kind of, that kind of face. So this is where Rue says to Scarlett, look, you need to bring the humor that I saw in your audition tape because you're funny. And, you know, Scarlett's kind of saying like, yeah, I understand. I understand. And then there's this great moment where Rue's like, by the way, on the last episode, you thanked the judges for saving you. And it was actually me that saved you. So you should say thank you to me. And I was like, wow, Rue's in a real fun. She's having a real good time today, isn't she? I know. She's having, I've just wrote, Rue's having a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and, and right at the end of this, the, the button at the end of this segment, as it were, um, where she's saying that Teresa's penis is distracting. <laughs> yeah. Yank it up more. <laughs> yeah. And Teresa says, I'll just stick it up my bum hole. <laughs> oh yeah. She says that. Teresa's autobiography should be called Lumpy Pads, Dirty Tights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so then we have uh, Rue leaves, doesn't she? And then we've got a bit more sort of like workroom antics and just yeah. just stuff going on. Oh, no, wait a minute. I beg your pardon. This is where they're about to go and do their rehearsals. Well, their rehearsals and filming with Michelle, isn't it? Yeah. So actually Rue announces that Leanne is going to be the, Leanne from Little Mix is going to be the guest judge. And they just have another shot of Kitty and she just goes, I can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's too much. (laughs) And I completely believe that as well. Like someone like Kitty would adore Little Mix, of course. Yeah. And then I got, I got that kind of watery feeling of fear in my stomach at this point. Cause yeah, you're right. They're, they're kind of getting ready to go and shoot the commercial and Crystal's group are having this kind of strange thing where the other group, so Scarlett's group are just sitting there doing their makeup and Crystal's group are all kind of gathered around the table and Charity's being like, uh, guys, we need to work on the script. Like we haven't finished the script. We need to finalize it. But they are all saying, oh no, we, we really need to start like getting ready. And it's just this really uncomfortable moment where Charity's like, you guys, you can't leave me here writing the script. And it, it gave me that like, oh. that feeling of like, feeling of panic. Someone's annoyed. I don't like people being annoyed, but I'm also annoyed myself. I got really uncomfortable at that moment. It, get, it made me I get really too. like, oh, we're not ready. It reminded me of like, um, like a drama class at school yeah. where it's like, you've all been left alone in groups to <laughs> put on a play, but you actually, you haven't done any of the work. <laughs> yes. Com- completely. Completely. Yeah. It made, it gave me like night before an exam feeling of panic. It really did. <gasps> oh God. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And it's just like their priorities are kind of in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> and and Scarlet um Scarlet and um uh wait Charity's right because it's like yeah you you can look good you can wear all the clothes but what are we actually doing <laughs> yeah exactly because you know once you get out there you're gonna get that clown music yeah <laughs> it's like it's like when we're at work and someone pitches like an idea for a part of a TV show and everything it sounds good but then someone goes but wait a minute wait a minute what are we actually watching? And then you're like, oh, huh. yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> okay. So, um, shall we go see Mish? Yes. So up first is Scarlet Harlot's team. And just before we start, Teresa does an only fools and horses reference. What? I was like, excuse me? She's like, this time, Rodney, we're going to be millionaires. And I was like, what? That is an only fools and horses reference. <laughs> Not expecting that from Teresa. Wonderful. I mean, I hate that no, show, only- but still great. Only fools and horses just for us listeners, legendary, beloved UK comedy show <laughs> with lots of straight white men in it. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love tearing down British institutions. I really do. I don't like Doctor Who either. Come for me, people. What are you going to do? Shall we talk about the Beatles? Snooze. <laughs> oh, shout out though. Shout out to say, shout out to Adele. Like she listens, but in Adele's 73 questions for Vogue this week, at one point they're like, the Beatles are the Spice Girls. And she's like, the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> Someone to say it on a on a global platform for us. Thank you, Adele. I know. Like a, like a phenomenally good singer is saying it on a global platform for us. We're like, yeah, thanks. She's right. <laughs> anyway, so Team Scarlet is up first. I thought this was interesting. I, I love it when uh, you actually hear about production, mm. and and Michelle's like, "You've got forty five minutes." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is, this is interesting. I feel like the, cause obviously we're so used to getting misdirects with this. I do feel like both of the groups got kind of almost a, a much more realistic viewing of how their, how their team stuff went. But I do think there are some elements of, of kind of fuckery happening here. Just so just kind of starting off with Michelle is really like stone faced about Kitty's segment of her taking a shit. And I, I get it. Like shit stuff is disgusting. But I do feel like, I don't know, Kitty was funny in that moment. And I feel like Michelle was giving her nothing. She was giving her like a a, a blank mask. I agree. I, I think some of it clearly got taken out just to really ramp up the, like, so I, Michelle must have reacted like positively to some of it. Exactly. Exactly. Because there, there's, there's some funny people. Like, I thought Teresa was funny. And even though like when she she like comes out of the bed and she's like you look like fucking shit <laughs> i thought that was really funny yeah although to be fair at the critiques at the end when they're ju- when it's just the judges mm. uh when it's just the squirrel friends they they do give like some credit to the odd the odd bits and bobs <laughs> of the, the commercials so this is just i'm just throwing this out there but did scarlet scarlet harlot look like she was a ghost in this scene didn't she she was so pale <laughs> <laughs> so pale she did she did look quite ghostly <laughs> and that yeah, little purple she dress she also just she just <sighs> yeah i feel like scarlet the missed opportunity for her for her here is is she if she'd done this as like a real like oh i might like done her kind of just done herself rather than this kind of she was doing like a fake a fake infomercial voice but if she'd done like east end kind of woman selling you something i think that would have been that's when you would have felt like the joy and the delight it was just kind of like yeah it was very loud and and cold and scary (laughs) yeah it was like it was like the narrator of the school play yes (laughs) and then they kind of this gets wrapped up with so i feel like the the two groups get two different edits and they're both negative they get uh, this group gets a horror movie edit (laughs) so the music is literally (laughs) like <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Like, is someone going to die at the end of this? <laughs> and it's kind of all, it's all kind of done with Ella saying, oh God, we were like a bit all over the place and we don't really know how that's going to turn out. Yeah. And also with the, the second group, they really played into Team Chrissy V. They really played into the, the storyline of charity stepping up. Yeah. And Chrissy sort of being nervous and taking that back, back seat. Like there's a lot of shots of like charity being like, okay, we're going to do this now. And now we're going to do this. And then Chrissy V is like in the background, kind of pissed off, but not pissed off. But yeah. like she's just, she's pissed off with herself ultimately. <laughs> charity says, Crystal's looking at me with blank eyes. <laughs> That's like she's actually not wrong there. There's a lot of shots yeah. of Chrissy V being like, <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she's a kid. What is she? Nineteen? Yeah. So she couldn't. What, she couldn't even order a bloody drink in the US, could she? What What did you think of? I I thought it was very funny that Michelle said action, and then Charity was doing a three, two, one countdown. <laughs> 
I, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I mean, it actually, it actually made sense because they were all meant to be talking in unison, but obviously you can just do that after action. So Michelle was like, action. And then Chris, <laughs> and then Charity was like, three, two, one. <laughs> And you could see they kept cutting to River, who was like trying not to laugh. She's like, she's, she looks like a fool in this moment. <laughs> oh, I've just, my main note here is just nervous school play vibes. Yeah. Uh, they get, oh, charity says a great UK term. There's no time for faffing around. Faffing oh, around is kind of, uh, faffing, faffing and faffing and fannying around is just, and. yeah, just means not getting on with it. <laughs> And I would say that, yeah. It's much- like, I, I'm a real faffer. I'm a real faffer when it's like, I'm about to leave the house and I've got to, but wait, I'm just going to double check that thing. Oh, wait a minute. I just, should I go do that real quick? Oh, wait, I'm going to have to, I need some water. I'll just go to the bathroom real quick. It's like, we need to leave. And I'm just <laughs> faffing around. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that, yeah, if the other group got horror movie edit this group got the clown edit it was literally like (laughs) just constant kind of clown music of them saying something funny and it playing out to silence and then clown music (laughs) um i have a question for you yeah have you were you ever part of any really disastrous school plays Yes, I was part of, well, I, it wasn't school plays. I was in an amateur dramatics group, an Amdram group, and we had a specific week that we would do where we would actually have to come up with our own plays and we were in oh, charge gosh. of the whole thing. And I, some of them were really good and some of them were fucking disasters. I do distinctly remember doing one where we did like a murder mystery, like a Cluedo clue kind of play that was actually really good. And I think I played a French uh, police constable in one of them. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Don't remember any other like- details. Were you like twirling a mustache and putting on like a, a real, Listen. real accent? Listen, in this amateur dramatics group, I was the only thing that passed for non-white. So I played every <laughs> single ethnicity and person of a foreign descent from around the globe that wasn't English <laughs> in this. And not even Scottish, English. And that's, I and that's Scottish, became... Irish, Welsh, you know, any color, any, any country. That was me. That's how you became the well-rounded individual that you are today. That's how I played the role of Fizzy from Bugsy Malone, the the black oh character that sweeps the stage. <laughs> I love I love that description. Who's that again? That's the black character that's that tidies up after everyone else. Is that what that's you're true. saying? I got a solo though, so not complaining. Oh my god. <laughs> All I seem to remember is there was one play um called Paradise Island that my friend's mum directed. She's the the friend that the drama teacher who also made us do Godspell, but with the aesthetics of the Matrix. And we mm. all wore like fake leather trench coats. But yeah. for Paradise Island, and bearing in mind we're in Scotland, there was a lot of fake tan going on that definitely, definitely pushed us to a problematic <laughs> place in retrospect for some, some children in the early 90s. That would have been a, just me doing a one-woman show, wouldn't it? If I, if I was there <laughs> doing every role. <laughs> right shall we get to um le jour de l'illumination oui oui très bien très bien uh here we okay. have oh god i was trying to think of how to say kitty and scarlet in french i was like le chat est rouge oh god okay we, I, I'm, I'm just gonna reel that back we don't we need to be doing full french accents and french conversation so uh, yeah this is elimination day so they're all kind of getting ready and i would say the main the main kind of focus of this scene is Kitty and Scarlett talking about Scarlett's mum. Yes. Now, before we get to that, the one thing I did want to point out was, because I was thinking they're really trying to play up separately the Chrissy V and Scarlett, um, no, sorry, the Chrissy V and Charity um, battle. But it looks like Chrissy V and Charity come into the workroom arm in arm, like skipping. Yeah. So I'm like, the producers are probably like, fuck. <laughs> can only do so much with that yeah but anyway exactly. yes you're right the main focus here is our beloved kitty talking to scarlet now what what's going on um so basically it's at this point that they're talking about kind of rue giving scarlet encouragement and scarlet kind of is saying well you know i i, I really appreciated that because she kind of just talks about rue being like a mother figure for the show and then that kind of segues her into talking about her mom and she just kind of is talking about how the two of them had like a pretty combative relationship growing up because i think she was she's saying she was a single mom and they kind of mm-hmm. didn't really get on very well but then just as they kind of repaired their i think it was scarlet was saying as she became an, an adult they kind of repaired their relationship and got really close and unfortunately that's just when her mom's health took a took a turn 
and it's really sad and she's kind of saying like uh she basically saying she's she feels like she's wasted a lot of time um yeah and that it's just it's just really sad this is a really tough, really another sad. tough segment i know and yeah she just she really wants her mum to see her succeed before she's gone i was just sitting there being like i really hope she's getting to watch this show you know what i mean yeah oh, absolutely for... I, I will i will say i saw something very funny online which is that someone referenced because they kept cutting to, to kitty and kitty's like mid makeup and she's really like she's got a lot of colors and shades happening on her face and someone a uk person i know said that her face looked like a wagon wheel which is <laughs> the uh the kind of chocolate treat because it's basically because she had brown white and red which is like the colors of a, a wagon wheel with jam inside of it <laughs> mm, yummy how do you feel about a wagon wheel i i don't like it i don't like marshmallow oh it's a little too a wagon wheel is just a little too dry i always found yeah wagon mm. wheel watusi. watusi um okay on that note let's go to a little break before we come back for the main state yes <laughs> And we are back. It is time for the main stage. Fraser, get your get get your get your finger on that soundboard. Oh, I'm not ready. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> oh, turn the light. I'm not ready. Dun 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 So we have Rue in a glittering red dress. <gasps> oh. <gasps> wow. We're doing it. What a great song! Remains remains oh, RuPaul's best so song. Fun. Really get, re, uh, really gets me going. Um, <laughs> Ru comes out in her glittering red dress, um, and then this week we uh, gorgeous. This week we've got Michelle, we've got Alan, and we've got Leanne from Little Mix. Yes, Leanne Pinnock, or as Ru calls her, Leanne Pinnock. Really can't get a <laughs> hand on that Pinnock. <laughs> no. You have a you have an issue with this category. Uh, yeah, Norma. what's up? I just think that it's very. I just think it's a very American. It's very American the way the way she says "expanding hanny." It's very like it just doesn't. I would have preferred a, a much more UK kind of pun, don't you think? It's very yeah, US so, based. Something like the word "dear." You know, in the UK, yeah. we describe. <laughs> something is dear that's very expensive exactly exactly um, i just think i think it was I a missed like, it was a missed opportunity yeah i feel like with a quick brainstorm we could have come up with three strong options it's not going to happen now listeners but do you know what um like i you know i was going to say in scotland you'd be like oh, dead expensive but then people would come out as like zombies wearing diamonds so i don't want right. that right. anyway the category is expenny henny first up we have ella she is wearing miss vade she's in a black glittery gown and then at the back crucially at the back she's got this sort of cascading crystal cut out back thoughts feelings emotions well, first of all, I like that you called her Miss Fade. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. <laughs> I, I actually really liked this dress. I thought it was really, I thought it was very, it, it reached the brief for me, just expensive looking. I think, you know, the kind of illusion, illusion stuff at the back was a little uh, obvious, but also like what was she meant to just have her full, all of her like padding and, you know, corset showing. So obviously not, uh, but I liked this look and I, I do agree though. I thought that the wig, she said it's a Gwen Verdon in sweet charity inspired. That's a lot of words that I have heard, but don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like I know who Gwen Verdon is and I know sweet charity is a musical, but couldn't tell you what she looks like or what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Ella, Ella's got this real like old school look about her, doesn't she? Yeah, it's, it is very old school, but. I just think I agree with the critiques later on that that wig just, it was kind of aging and it was just, it was like a triangle on top of her head. Very odd, but I loved her dress. I thought she looked great. Right. Who've we got next? Oh, next up we have Scarlet Harlot. Now I'm just going to throw this out there. I loved this look and I know that she got kind of told that it wasn't elevated and a little cheap looking, but she comes out in a, in a white kind of pinstripe suit with a white fur, a cane and this gorgeous, like white old lady, glamorous Miranda Priestley wig. And she says that she's mm. doing Miranda Priestley meets a Soho madam. And I actually thought she looked really fucking cool. She, I was, I didn't really buy into this look until she ends up in the lips 
Yeah, think. And then I was like, oh, hang on, this is really working for me. Uh, their main, their main issue was, well, Mich- one of Michelle's issues was that she gets rid of the cane too early. So before she even walks down the runway, she gets rid of the cane. And she's right. You'd yeah. want to do, you know, some cane work, as it but were. Michelle does a great gag. So here. Michelle does the great gag where she says, the devil wears Primark. I'm sorry. That is a really good UK joke. I appreciate that. Primark is a kind of low, low end, a uh, retail store, and uh, it's just a great Devil Wears Prada joke. I thought it was really funny. I think I think we've talked about Primark Primark before on the on our podcast. You're welcome, America. And I think we worked out that so Primark, and you might call it like if you've been feeling a bit cheeky, you'd be like, "Oh, where's your dress from?" You'd be like, "Primarni," you know, <laughs> referencing Armani. But then in the US, I feel like it's Target, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's Target." So yeah. I all to say, I think that the US equivalent of um, Primark is Target. Yeah. So there you go. But the Devil Next Wears Target on have the, the same ring to it. <laughs> Devil Wears Target. The Devil Wears Primark. The Devil Wears... Well, no, there's because of the PR. Yeah, pr- exactly. Pr- 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 yeah. Yeah. So next up on the runway, we have Kitty. So she... Mm. Okay. She's wearing a cat suit that's got... Or a body suit that's got like hanging coins on it. Now, And she's got Bridget Bardo hair. I've got a pitch mm. for you. Go for it. If I were doing this look, those hanging coins would be chocolate coins. So halfway <laughs> down the runway, you would unpeel some and you'd have a bite. Do you think that's pretty good? I think that's pretty great. <laughs> and throw them out to the judges. Exactly. I love a chocolate coin. How do you feel about a chocolate coin? I I love them. They they taste horrible, but I also like that <laughs> taste. Does that make sense? It's like oh, the deepest chocolate oh my God. you've ever had in your life. Uh, yeah, and normally I, I hate like a cheap chocolate, but in that in that format, or it's like the cheap chocolate you might get in an adventure can day. Yeah. Or do they have advent calendars in the US? Hundred percent. Okay. No, they're. Oh, um, I was actually talking to our friend, our friend about this recently because uh, uh, he's he's American and married to a British guy, and yeah, he said the same thing. He's like, they're not really done here, and he loves because it's. Uh, he says that uh, his husband's family send them over to them, and they have them every day, like a dairy milk one. Yeah, it's like a an advent calendar is like a countdown to Christmas, and every day you open a door and there's a little chocolate inside. Um, so there you go, there you go. Um, I thought what, I what thought your Kitty thoughts looked, here. I thought Kitty looked gorgeous. I loved this outfit. I loved her hair, her makeup. I I thought this was a complete like she should have won <laughs> just because of this look. I I thought it was good, but not great. Mm. I think compared to I think her runways are not always the most stellar part of her. So I thought this was a really good, a strong showing for, for Kitty. And I'll just make a quick note of an Alan Carr pre-written joke. She's invested in Bitcoin. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Um, okay. Well, you, you tell us, babes, you take it next, away. Next is Teresa. Teresa May has decided uh, like an insane person to reference the gold rush and has come as a gold rush cowgirl. <laughs> Now, there's a few things to note here. Yes, this look is very odd for an expensive runway, but I like that she's different. But I think where she went wrong is that the gold jacket especially is very kind of flat gold. It's not, there's no sparkle to her outfit. It's all kind of flat golds. But she comes out (laughs) dressed as a cowgirl, also with a money gun, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, (laughs) She gets yeehaw wrong. (laughs) She basically says like yoo-hoo or something, which I thought was funny. And there's a great, another, which couldn't have been a pre-written joke or maybe was by Alan, which is he calls her Calamity Spain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, well, that brings me on to my point. Now let's just break down this. Okay. <clears throat> Culturally, we have a Spanish queen who lives in Northern England and they're doing an expensive look that references the gold rush in the United <laughs> States. So my, my mind was like, Ooh, just all over the place. Now, one thing I maybe would have added to this look was in her purse. Imagine if she had like, like gold, like chunks of gold that come from a mine. You know what I mean? Like fake gold yeah. or like gold, gold bars, bars or something. Yeah. 
oh my god what about a gold bar that she pulls out and she unwraps and it's chocolate i don't know why but this episode i just want someone <laughs> eating some chocolate yeah you are very upset with the lack of edible <laughs> money here <laughs> yeah so next up we have crystal versace aka chrissy v as she is known on this podcast now she is wearing um a crystal bodysuit with mm. incredibly long straight blonde hair it's very simple it's very stunning i mean she, makeup hair body she looks phenomenal but i know later on some of the the critiques particularly from michelle is that it doesn't it, it doesn't scream expenny henny which i don't know how do you feel about this i think i think if she'd if she'd never done a look like this before and done it this week it would have looked expensive i guess i think mm-hmm. that their critique is that she's it's that thing of like you look great but you've done this before yeah and it, it feels like it's lacking maybe like a it's lacking maybe a sense of humor or a point of view. I think it's just like high, high drag sex, which is great and is kind of her signature thing. But yeah, it's just missing that. Like say like with the Spice Girls thing last week, she, she picked a really unusual reference point and also looked gorgeous and polished. I think she needed a, a money, uh, just a more specific money reference uh, and done it in her usual gorgeous way would have been more successful. My thing that I would have done with this look is I would have taken out um some like crystals and I would have thrown them in the ground and then I would have pretend to fall over them, like you know, right. like trip up on them, very like showgirls. And then you would have unwrapped them and eaten them because they would have been made out of chocolate. <laughs> they would have been exactly a hundred percent. I'm just gonna point out another great Alan Carr joke here. He says putting on the tits <laughs> instead of putting on the ritz. It doesn't make any sense, but it was funny. Oh my god, wait a minute. I think you need to explain to US listeners the phrase putting on the rates. Ooh, I don't quite actually know where it comes from. It's from a play, yeah, I don't right? I really don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Yikes. So, so let's yep. move on to something that I know a lot about, and that is Southeast Asian culture. <laughs> uh oh. Um, so River Medway, she comes out in a red and gold look that references, um, her culture and her background. And it's, it's yeah it's very gold and gorgeous yeah she says in southeast asian culture red and gold are the colors of kind of wealth and fortune so that's kind of the the emphasis of her look and she yeah she looks beautiful this is a this is a gorgeous look i have nothing else to say apart from she looks gorgeous me neither is it is genuinely um it's it's hard to it's like how can you critique someone's culture essentially like she looks great and yeah it's great so I would have maybe yeah. bedazzled it, but maybe that's disrespectful. Okay. I, oh my God. That's problematic and disrespectful. And I'm <laughs> leaving the podcast. <laughs> yep. Okay. Next up. Uh Oh, we've got charity case. She comes out as she describes, uh, she describes herself as an evil fairy stealing jewel from your mom's bedroom. Jewels from your, let, let me say that all, I'm, oh, here's the thing. I already am a little bit on edge with her and that's why I'm struggling <laughs> with my words. But she says she's an evil fairy stealing jewels from your mom's bedroom. There we go. Mm. Yeah, she, <laughs> I, I, my notes are harsh. <laughs> I put great details, oh. annoying face. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the judges come on to that, don't they? Yeah. It's just... I just don't, it's just the same cookity, bookity, creepity thing again. Yeah. It's, it, 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 I didn't realize until the judges said it that that's definitely the element that was, that could have been changed for this is, is doing the keep the gorgeous costume and the spookiness, but don't do the, the cookie spooky makeup, do like high glamour makeup. And I think even Alan references, she's done those long finger things quite a few times. And, yeah. uh, you know, ag- again, with the, with the critiques they get later, I think it's, it's true. It's like, no one's saying this is bad. They're just saying we need a bit of variety. And I definitely felt that with this. It was kind of like, oh, here we go again, which is such a shame because it does make you not see, you know, when they zoomed in later on the actual details of everything, it was really well, like well put together and really like carefully thought out and gorgeous. But yeah, you just start losing your your sense of what you can see because you've seen it so many times. I agree. I agree. It's like, yeah, you focus in on the, the makeup and the, 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 I would say the fingies, the fingers, but yeah, there's so much like gorgeous detail on it. Mm. Oh God. Right. Finally, Vanity Milan. She is, she has like dripping jewels from her. She kind of looks like a chandelier yeah. in a way. And she's got very simple, but good makeup going on. Yeah. I just think the one thing she needs to do is get bigger wigs. 
because mm. that because it's still just a little a little flat but i thought this was i thought she looked really gorgeous it kind of it had like a moist look this look i can't explain how and why there was kind of a, a moisture to it that i really liked i thought she looked very like sleek and sleek and sexy like glistening and there was a great reference uh to her estonian look when uh, Rue says, do you think she Estoniaed those tights herself? I was like, wow, we're getting, that's like a deep self-reference to her partner being from Estonia. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the runway. Now we're going to just, because let, let's be real listeners. Mm. The Drag Lexa challenge, really not, not a lot of fun for anyone so we're just going to reference a few things and then we're going to move on so um team scarlet they play all different kinds of alexa drag alexa even there's an encouraging one there's a shady one there's a night night mode um here's my thing with it i just because they're all playing drag alexa only when kitty is playing drag alexa she like pings in out of nowhere and it makes sense. Yeah. Whereas all the other drag is like, they, they stand up from behind a, a, a cupboard or something. Do you know what I mean? It just, I was like, wait, are you playing drag Lexa or not? I only yeah. got it when they did that kind of disappearing in and out thing with Kitty. Yeah. They should have just done all the voices off camera. <laughs> it does. That's, it's as simple as that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. You've elevated what I was just saying. Right. And then, uh, team crystal, there were a couple of moments here that I thought were really funny. The beat mode thing yeah. where, um, crystal is like getting her makeup done. It's like beat mode. It starts hitting her in the face. Oh, vanity. Yeah. 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 Completely. And the, uh, oh, that was vanity. That was yeah. vanity. And it was the hairdryer thing I thought was funny with yeah. crystal. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say overall the, the, the people that managed to, kind of weighed out of the garbage were kitty in her team and kitty and then i would say river Teresa, crystal and vanity so actually it's quite a lot of people there was i think i think that though that group of people were actually pretty good and they were dragged down by everyone else and, and kind of unfairly not given a, a moment to kind of be appreciated so yeah my favorite part of this is th- this has happened on drag race before my my favorite thing is coming back from watching the ads and one of the groups is like yay and then they stop because they're like the judges are all like stone stone faced stone mountain i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah because there was and throughout there was you could hear no reaction no yeah. laughter or anything from the judges love that um and they both got and then, it which is really yeah. unusual and then Rue essentially said that she's like, you're all playing it safe. Mm. And Rue blames herself because when she, well, this is it. When she went and did that walk around in the workroom, <laughs> she, she was having too much fun. She was having too much fun, yeah. you know, with her, her gags to the producers. Yeah. She didn't actually ask them to walk through each commercial. Yeah. So too, she was too giddy. Hey, hey, giddy yeah. girl. Giddy girl. I would say her, so, her her overall critique is is completely correct. She said they weren't cohesive. They weren't cohesive. Everyone was shouting, and it was some stuff we'd seen a hundred times before. So she announces yeah. that there will be no winners uh, this this week, <gasps> and no queen is safe. So there is going to be a bottom two, but you know everyone's kind of up to be in the bottom two. <sighs> so I mean, this is this is the part in the episode where it's like, oh god. Right, yeah. babes. Where do you want to go next? Do you want to do critiques, or do you want to go who should go home and why? Because let's, I feel like we've maybe let's do the who should go home. We've done critiques because yeah, that's the meaty. That's the meaty bit, isn't it? That's so the, first up is that's the steak. Oh, yeah, that's that's the that real meaty part of the steak, but there's no gristle. So, um, who should go home and why? They ask all the queens as you know. This happens. Classic, classic, classic drag race canon. Ella, who do you think should go home and why? And she says charity because charity um, dwells on the negativity. That was my main note. Yeah. And then next up, Scarlet also pick, picks charity. Yeah. Negative attitude. Yeah. Then we've got, so at this point I was like, oh God, it's all going to be charity. And I felt like, I hope they're not going to pile on like the cookie alt queen. I know I'm not her biggest fan, but I also don't want the show to be like, we're just mainstream drag. Yeah. You're different. Get out. Yeah yeah so next up was kitty kitty chose vanity and yeah. she said if you're looking at her track record she, you know it, it should be vanity and also vanity's looks are just not on the same level as everyone else which is up until this week i would say is fair 
Yeah, it, it, it's a tough week to say it because it's actually like I thought her looks were up to everyone else's this week. So it's a, it's tricky, but she was kind of doing track mm. record as well. Uh, then Teresa's next and she, this is when we really do get the pile on. She starts off by picking Scarlet. Mm-hmm. I I she said that she didn't recover from last week. Okay. <laughs> I could tell. Mm-hmm. I could hear that little, that little break in your voice. And um, yeah, Teresa says that Scarlett hasn't recovered from last week being in the bottom. And, um, and then this is the part where Scarlett, does Scarlett pipe up here and do the Joan Crawford impression? Is it here? I think so. Yeah. Can't remember. That's where she kind of, but, she, but she does it, but she, she does yeah. it so angrily that it's kind of like, ooh, it's not funny. Yeah, Rue gives like a vague smile and, and Scarlett defends herself here and she says, look, I had all these ideas for the commercial, but I was too democratic and everyone else did their own thing. And, and Teresa's like, no, we, no one said no to that. Anyway, moving on. Who have we got next? Uh, Crystal, Chrissy V. She also picked Scarlett. Again, I didn't write down the reasons. <laughs> she said that again, much like Teresa's thoughts, she hasn't, she doesn't have enough fight. Um, and, and she hasn't really recovered from last week. Next up, and you see where we're going now, listeners, River also picks Scarlet. Oh God. Yeah. And River says that Scarlet, she's taken a dip and hasn't really recovered. Yeah. Um, Charity also picks Scarlet. Uh, pretty similar reasons. She's just saying she's, uh, they, they kind of just are talking about how she's not got, she's not got the energy and yeah, she's dipped basically. And we finish off with Vanity also picking Scarlet similar reasons yeah now i will say that during this whole segment scarlet's getting increasingly more and more angry and i will say just as a quick side note she looks gorgeous when she's angry she's got that white hair (laughs) that really pale makeup that red lip and she's just like she's got this like stone face she looks like a gorgeous like white porcelain doll in this moment like she's fuming but i I did have to know scarlet looks gorgeous when she's angry what like an angry porcelain doll that will like kill you in the middle of the night completely. when you're asleep? Completely. You imagine mm. that head turning completely around and looking at you, but she looked great. She I this this started to make me feel really nervous in that kind of like I just thought that she was going to really explode or do something bad and she yeah. kind of does because I think we should get to the untuck. Yeah. Now first of all, I mean Drinks wise, it yeah. looks like we've got a pink grapefruit juice this week, Oof. but, but most notably, most notably, uh, Scarlet, she seems to just be having water. <laughs> I don't blame her. There's n- nothing is going to make your esophagus burn more than room temperature grapefruit juice. I'm sorry. That is asking for heartburn. So Scarlet here, she says she's just not interested in talking. I'm mm. like, Oh my God, I feel so nervous. Yeah. I just, I, I thought there was going to be a physical fight. That's yeah. where I thought we were going. Have I we had one too. before in Drag Race? We must have done. No, we've come very, very close to it uh, in the in the past, but I think I think they never quite get that far. I did like okay. that because she was wearing a trouser suit that she kind of tucked her feet up in, in the in the chair that she was sitting in. I liked that look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have to like that's a quick sidebar moment in this untucked. My favorite moment was. Uh, that you know she's not speaking so they're like okay guess we better talk about something else so ella's like okay i was up first and you know i picked you charity and i i just you know i just wish you would see the fierce queen that you are and then <laughs> charity's like well that doesn't really give me the confidence you picking me does it and i was like Do you i know, know. What? she's I, I love that she's just like i don't want you to get away with that moment and ella's like Nope. <laughs> yeah it's like real. ella <laughs> I that was really good. It's like Ella, don't try and just like make everything okay. Yeah. It's like no. And then I think it's this moment that um Scarlet uh she stomps off. And I mean, you and I are huge fans of this. When we we're, we're really breaking the format, we see her like by a fire escape. Yeah, just like I wouldn't have been surprised if she had a cigarette as well. You know what I mean? Well, just she, like smoking by a fire escape. So like someone someone like tries to come out of a side room and clearly <laughs> sees the camera there. They're like. Bleh! like shuts the door there's been some (laughs) iconic kind of untucked so untucked in the u.s they they often have had shots of the girls outside the truly outside in the parking lot by the fire escape smoking cigarettes and there's been some iconic like kind of fire escape moments but this one was funny just because she was still (laughs) indoors and she kind of just was they had like a really long shot of her her head was just down she's just standing basically under like a set of stairs by a fire door and uh yeah she's just i do feel bad for her because basically 
she's they're all like kind of they are piling on her a little bit and she's kind of trying to talk back and they're like oh this is the thing you don't listen you know you're not gonna take things on board when you when you're not listening i was like well also does she you know do you really want to sit there and listen to why people don't think that you're meant to be here you know i I get that i get that it's the format of untucked but i also get where she was getting just overwhelmed with everyone saying negative stuff to her or try to justify the negative stuff to her it's it's tough yeah if it felt like everyone was right, but also everyone was wrong. Yeah. And she, she comes back in and she says she's sorry for walking off. And her main issue is that she's felt kind of excluded her whole life. Mm. And now she's come to this competition. She's made friends, but she doesn't feel the friendships are now real. Yeah. But they're like, it's, it's a competition. We all had to pick someone. And, oh, it's just, it's very, it's very young. Yeah. But it's also clearly very, in a very stressful pressure cooker environment. It's all just like coming to a head. Really. Yeah. And I think, I think vanity um, says that, doesn't she? And I actually, I do believe that if everyone had piled onto vanity the way that they did to Scarlett, I think vanity would have gone to untucked and been like, I, I get it. It's a competition. She's vanity to me has the most grown up head yeah. face of, of everyone on the show. I think th- this season, she seems really just like, I feel like she, she's the most grown up out of all of them. Like at the most kind of together person. Completely agree. It was really coming through here. Question for you, because when when did they shoot the interviews? Because in the interviews, Scarlett is fucking pissed off. And I was like, you can't recreate that. So when do they shoot those interviews? I think they do genuinely shoot them uh, every day. I think they just have, they make them change into those, those outfits that they have and make them do it at the end of the day. I think it's the end of, at end of each day. I think it is. Yeah. And and then I just okay. want to really quickly shout out to someone I saw online that they used a still of Scarlet standing under the stairs and they said that it was going to be like a gritty, a gritty backstory of Pat Butcher from <laughs> EastEnders, <laughs> like a Pat Butcher <laughs> biopic. And uh, I, I can't really bother to explain who that is to people. Just just look her up, Pat Butcher EastEnders. <laughs> and it's a very funny joke. <laughs> Right. Let's get back to the main stage. The gals who are safe are Ella kitty river chariza chrissy v but before before they're told they're safe they're like you need to step your pussies up yeah that was very funny (laughs) um so then it's just down to vanity scarlet and charity and vanity uh is told that she's also safe that's right. It means we're going to have a, as I mentioned at the top, a deja ru lip sync between Scarlet and Charity Case 2. Well, I got ahead of myself Ooh. when I was... <laughs> Sorry. Wow. When I was watching this, I got ahead of myself and I wrote, I already wrote in like um like a placeholder like song by little mix because i was like oh clearly they're gonna do a little mix song and then big spender started playing i was like hang on what have we had a have we had a little mixer on the show before to be yes, oh, yeah, jade. jade jade's done Didn't it before we? yeah and they did they did i'm pretty sure they what? did um it was uh power oh that's a great drag song fair i believe okay, our friend fine. i that's believe fine. our friend might have lip synced to it <laughs> oh Maybe. crystal yeah i think so so um so they clearly just chose theme of song to match uh, runway here instead of instead of matching oh, matching special guests. You're right. You're right. But you know, so Scarlet great Charity. Um, I know. Just need to just chill out with your love for this song. I find it baffling that you love this song. It really goes against you in many ways. Listen, I'm I'm a complicated person. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it because you played all those roles in in drama? You know, exactly. those international roles has created this creature whose dulcet tones we can hear today. So my main notes for this were: Scarlet is fucking great. She she's dressed for it. She's so expressive. Her eyes are so intense. It reminds me of if you're watching like that movie judy the judy garland movie you can imagine like you know oh judy you need to perform in five minutes and she's a real mess and she's all over the place and then she goes on stage and she destroys it you're so right it's very it's very like faded diva rising from the ashes like haunting performance biopic oscar yeah you're so you're so right it was very judy Meanwhile, charity charity's screwed here because all she can do is like br- like prance around like a demon because of her yeah. makeup. So she can't do any expression on her face. 
Yeah. And, and it's tough because actually I thought last week, I thought she was, I thought Charity was better because she was in that cat costume and she was using the claws and she was much, she was funny. And yeah, you're right. It was just kind of like the only thing you could do was be an evil fairy and doing that to Big Spender up against someone who has a cane and a fur. That's really. <laughs> <laughs> you're onto like a real losing like she scarlet came in with the, the two props that you need for big spender which is a cane and, and fur who knew <laughs> but yeah i i have to say i i know i've said it a million times already in this episode but i continue to be entranced by scarlet harlot's makeup like on the runway especially she she does she does paint very pale but there's something about her like her little eyes and her i don't know i'm i, I find her just very alluring to look at hmm so I think the judges did as well, because at the end of the lip sync, Scarlet has told Shantae you stay and Charity sat Shay away. Mm-hmm. Um, Charity's main point as she is leaving, she says that she's kind of repping all, she's repping alt drag. And mm-hmm. I think Michelle earlier in the episode says to her as well in the critiques, it's like, look, we don't want you to be anything but you. We love the fact that you're alt, but we just need to see some range. Yeah. So I appreciate that this, that kind of, this button is put on at the end. Yeah. Um, and I feel so like yeah. charities, charities, one of those Queens that I do not worry about outside of the show, just in the sense of, I feel like, Cause she's the kind of person that's like, yeah, imagine I, I, it might not be for you, but like, if it is for you, I feel like she's going to get a lot of work and I don't know. I just, she, she just, she's got such a strong point of yeah. view and thing that I, I don't feel worried about her. She's not one of those Queens I worry that's going to like fade away and not get bookings, you know? I think, I think, I think when we were talking to Joe before the recording today, I gave the example of Crystal Method, how mm. Crystal Method was kind of like an alt queen who it was a bit kooky. And at the beginning, you're like, Oh, this is going to get annoying and whatnot. But then she made it all the way through to the final and she managed to show all the kinds of, of range yeah. and, and really rep alt drags. <laughs> I think that's what charity could have done. Um, for example, this week, as the judges said, if she had, okay, let, let me finish before you giggle all over the joint. Um, if charity had, uh, got through to next week she could have done a look where she did more kind of um stereotypical makeup or less cookie makeup and and you know really won it what's up what's going I, on over there babes i was giggling because of crystal methods i'm like a bird oh. performance at home that she did which is honestly one of the funniest things i have <laughs> ever seen on drag race every time i think about it it makes me laugh it's <laughs> such a funny song such a funny like thing that she did it was so creative i thought that was Honestly, one of the best things I've ever seen on Drag Race and considering w- the conditions it was done under, it's just so good. It makes me laugh every the vo- time. Like the, the vomiting into the different mouths and things yeah, like that. So her good. little, like, her little, it's like a little bird flying around. It's so funny. Uh. So next week we get a little sneak peek. It is Snatch Game. So hopefully yeah. our girl Kitty, hopefully our girl Kitty's going to really step up and win this one. Yeah. Now, some guest <laughs> judges. Fuck. Fucking hell! We have guest judge Nadine. I'm going to see. I'm prepared to lie, and I'm going to be having a start to snatch game. I wonder if anyone's going to do me as a character. <laughs> Nadine from Girls Aloud. Oh my god, we are going to have so much to say about her. She's incredibly important to us. Um, I mean, are we going to get into the backstory? But the time she lied about her passport, who knows? Who the fuck? I think we knows. might. <laughs> and then Queen, Queen from my homeland. It's only fucking Lulu. Lulu is on the panel. <laughs> when I saw Lulu, I was like, oh, Ben's going to be so happy. I, I, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm not sure if I can actually do the beginning of Shout. Let me give it okay, a try. T- okay, you, go, you do it. You do it. Well, you make me want to shout. Throw your head. Oh, okay. I'm quite impressed. I managed that under the weather. That's good. Lulu, Lulu's on my list of potential snatch games for myself. So just throwing that out there. So <laughs> after this slightly tough episode, I mean, I mean, it, it did not, it, it was not fun to watch. I'm just yeah. excited that next week we've got snatch game. Hopefully Kitty's going to be triumphant and we've got Nadine and Lulu. So I'm excited. <laughs> Nadine and Lulu. What are you laughing at? Nadine and Lulu. Oh. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. If you've got something to say, get in touch. Drop us an email at dragracerecapuk at afterthought.media. Yes, and please listen to us on our podcast, You're Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those good places. 
and follow us on our Instagram. We're at You're Welcome America, which is the letters You Are Welcome America. For bonus Drag Race UK content and more, support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Drag Race Recap UK is an afterthought media podcast. <laughs>